With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And our international racing expert here on SEN Track and Giddy Up is Rory Flanagan, and he joins us now. Rory, hello to you. You are a genius. I'm just looking at that direct message you sent me. It was back on the 1st of May, 2022. Jeez, it's been a long wait for you, mate, as I say good morning. Yeah, well, hopefully this uh, this turns into a collect to make up for last year's bet on him when he never actually came out here. So yep. it's been a long time coming, but uh, he looks like a worthy favourite, doesn't he? And the way he worked this morning, uh, can, and they, I love that Dave said, oh, yeah, he just hacked around and idled a bit. Yep. He, he worked the house down. Yeah, and, and Paul Bloodworth indicated that Willie's, this has been a target race for a long time, over more more than a year for, for Willie Mullins and the connections of Vauban because they they won that race at Ascot. We were both there to watch him do what he did there that day and Ryan Moore took the ride and then they made sure that they they looked after him regarding his rating and so they went to a lowly rated or a, a weak group three in Ireland and he did it easy there to make sure that he gets in with a winnable or a comfortable weight for him anyway for this year's Cup. And I think they've, the, the plan's been... Um, well the formulated. Plan is, yeah, it's been, it's been perfect so far. They're just going to get the job done now on Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely. I think they were smart in just sticking to handicaps. They were going to go the e-ball route if you didn't quite get there this year, but Absurd ran second in that Royal Ascot race and he put eight lengths on him. Absurd yeah. comes out the next next start in the, in the e-ball and wins the e-ball for Frankie Dettori. Uh with uh, more felons uh, running a luckless uh, eighth in behind them. So they've gone the right, they've pulled the right rein in, in taking that handicap path to keep his rating down and uh, they've gone close with what Max Dynamite and, and co in the past and yeah. This bloke just looks different gravy compared to them. The way he clicked up on the, on the corner when it looked like he was under a bit of pressure, but he did it. What impressed me was he did it at both ends. He used pace out of the gates to burn away the other front running types to, to control the race on his terms. And then when he got to the corner, he said, see us later and dropped yeah. a lot of them. Nothing got near him. And uh, it was a simple, like he wasn't even fully wound up next start to, to book his ticket by winning it or placing in a, in a group race beyond 2,400 metres. Uh, obviously, Valiant King hasn't exactly franked that form, but uh, I don't think Vauban was fully wound up that day either. Yeah, so he's at $4.50 with Bet365. He's the favourite in front of Gold Trip without a fight into $7. Solcom $9. So former internationals that, that we know pretty well here in Australia because they've been in this country for a season. And for Gold Trip, he's been here for a couple of seasons. And that absurd who's on the... 
fifth line of betting at $15. Now, Dave Casey pointed out that he wasn't completely wound up there at Ascot. Um, and then he improved into the Ebor, and he's improved again. But he'll need to improve what, a few more lengths to be competitive against his stable mate. And breakups at $15 as as well. He's the Japanese horse that was okay in the Caulfield Cup, but looked like he needed the run. Um, so you're keen on Vorban. What do you make of Absurd? Can he can he turn the tables on his stable mate? How do you see him doing that? The thing he's got going in his favour is that he met Vauban at Ascot at, at level weights that day, but he drops two kilos on him for the Melbourne Cup. So that's mm-hmm. that's the angle there for him, and he, he'll probably be a lot be a lot fitter than he was at Ascot. And he also was he was ridden quite cold that day at Royal Ascot, and he finished off his race late after Vauban, you know, dominated from on pace, and most horses dominated on pace that day. So I think there's the angle there, and he's obviously got the right jockey booked with with Zach Purton. You know, Zach Purton is quite good at identifying who he needs to be on and, and phoned up pretty yep. quickly to get the ride once it was once it became aware that obviously Frankie Dettori couldn't do the weight. So I think Willie Mullins, if he's going to win a Melbourne Cup, this this is his year because he's got two good yep. chances. But I just don't see how Absurd can find eight lengths on what Vauban did. Mm. And Vauban's every possible to burn away the leader types. And even if they go hard, if you look at his jumps form, Vauban, he's sat off really hot speeds in jumps races and just trucked up on the bit in behind yeah. the leaders. So, you know, almost the harder they go, the better for him. Watching him today and then watching a few of his replays, he's definitely going to be in this fight for a long way. Um, what do you make of break up the Japanese star? Can he improve enough from his Caulfield Cup effort? He's yeah. at $15. And I, I think that like a little bit like Romantic Warrior when we were having a chat to Paul Bloodworth, that they understood that he would be a run short in a Caulfield Cup. And they understood a bit like what Romantic Warrior, he was like, he was going to be a better horse at Mooney Valley than he was at Flemington. And I think the breakup team believe he'll be a far better horse here at Flemington than he was at Caulfield. Yeah, I just wonder if it's... If- if it's the rate that our racing style that doesn't suit him, I think he might need to just a breakneck gallop, um, yeah. pardon the pun, to to sort of bring out out the best. And I just I just feel like the Japanese horses, if they're going to be real top class, usually they come straight off the plane with a little bit of rib showing, real lean, fit firing, and they just destroy anything first up. Like you look at what they do when they go to Dubai or to yeah. Saudi Arabia, they like straight off the plane and then they bolt in. Um, I'm sort of more inclined to take them on when they're running second up somewhere because um, I, I feel like, like they're ready to peak the way they train them straight off the plane. So I, I would rather be on more felons at a bigger price than, than break up. More felons, okay. if you look at his Geelong Cup run, he was only getting warm late and he's been going around jump sort of distances over the jumps as well. And that day at Royal Ascot, he was giving weight away to Vauban and Absurd. He had a kilo and a half more. And now at in the Melbourne Cup, he's got 50.5. He's getting four and a half off Vauban and another two and a half off Absurd. And in a bigger field, he'll be picking up the pieces late on and he needs that extra 800 metres compared to the Geelong Cup. So I think he's, okay. a, he's a nice, sneaky one way down what, at the bottom of the weights. What did you make of Valley King? Because Paul Bloodworth indicated that he would be second selection with those international horses. He didn't have break-up in his top three. He had, of course, Vorban, and then he had Valiant King, and then he had, of course, Absurd there for third. So 
That was interesting to me. And I, I, we had John O'Neill on the means test yesterday. And he indicated that, like, they don't really want to run him in the Melbourne Cup. But the way that he's working at Werribee, he's just saying, well, you've got to run me, which I found interesting. Yeah, the thing with Valiant King is he's, he's a wet tracker. He's a wet yeah. tracker, plain and simple. And, and he's not going to get his conditions. He had, he had 50 kilos in the Caulfield Cup and the inside gate to save all the ground in the world. And he's still, you know, he was only still plain to the line. Um, beaten about five and a half, six lengths. So uh, in a Melbourne Cup where he's probably not going to have the stamina or get his conditions, uh, I'm, yep. more, I'm I'm happy to have him, you know, him way down the pecking order compared to the rest of them. I would rather have the stablemate Okita Sushi, who loves a dry track, who has yep. won over the trip twice as well. So Karen McAvoy picks up that ride. With the Australian horses, are you surprised that there's such a gap in the market between without a fight and gold trip, especially with the weather that's predicted during Cup Week? Very much so, very much so. Yeah. I think without a fight, getting that weight off off gold trip over... When you when you watch the replay of the race last year in the Melbourne Cup, without a fight was absolutely tanking along and traded in a quite short price in the run until the wheels just fell off in the wet and he just skidded to the line uh, the way he was traveling i think he he has no problems getting the, the two miles and it was just a question of soft ground last year gets his ground this year the form he had in dubai before he came to australia has been franked astronomically with hook'em um mm-hmm. and i i think without a fight should be a five dollar chance and and gold trip should be a ten dollar chance I think without a fight, it's a horse to beat, apart from, of course, the international, which is, I still think the internationals are so hard to line up because they're, at least with without a fight, that the variables are taken away from the point of view that you know he's here, you know that he's in fine form, and you've seen him in a Caulfield Cup. Correct. And you know that he'll be arriving here at Flemington third up, ready to rock and roll. Absolutely. Where the internationals, you can watch them gallop. But you just don't know until race day, unfortunately. So it's that, that's always the unknown for mine. Um, I, I was getting a bit worried we were going to have another loft situation where we worked the house down and then did attend it in the same gallop. Um, yeah, well, I wouldn't touch would that won't happen, yeah. hopefully. But Fingers crossed. But I, I think I think the way they're going to ride without a fight is they'll expect a lot of pace to be on with Vauban going forward and all the other leader types, on-pace types in the race who want, want a piece of the action. And, and without a fight, I'll be ridden probably, you know, 12th to 18th in the run mm-hmm. and then try and get over the top of, of tiring horses um, in sort of a pace collapse. I think they'll go a relatively decent clip clip this year compared to previous years. It's been kind of Rackham and Stackham and I think that, that should suit uh, the likes of Without a Fight and Gold Trip but just based purely on the weather you have to side with Without a Fight over Gold Trip, don't you? Yeah, and that's interesting because some people like I. I can understand that there's a question mark because he's only had the one run over two miles and he didn't fire that day. But when you run a Caulfield Cup in that time and the way that he was he was racing away from them in the end, um, it indicates that he'll get two miles, especially at Flemington. Mark Zara wouldn't have picked him if he didn't believe he, he would get two miles and he'll get a dry track. So I, I've got no problem with him getting 3,200 metres. And Gold Trip... Gold Trip's a very good horse, and his run in the Cox Plate was exceptional. I've got no doubt that this is their big grand final, even though that he's had a couple of big dances in his last couple of starts, Gold Trip, that they believe he's a Flemington horse, and two miles is his perfect trip. But to carry 58.5 on a firm track, it, it would be some training performance by Maren Eustace. 
Yeah, it definitely would be. I'm keeping a very, very keen eye on the uh, the irrigation that gets applied to Flemington, the, the track watering, because uh, they put plenty of spray on for the Caulfield Cup, and I just wonder if we're going to get similar um, with the, the warm forecast for Tuesday for Flemington. Um, because they will give, they will get similar because it's what's happened previously in Melbourne Cups. They will be over over cautious regarding how that. Well, the, they, exactly. they would want a little bit of give in the ground for the cup. Exactly, exactly. and and But that also plays into the hands of some of the, the Europeans as well. Like Vauban, while he has form on good ground, there's been that little bit of juice in the track. So that yeah. suits him as well if they do quite a fair bit of watering. Yeah, but I don't think it'll be as wet as Turnbull Stakes Day. So I still think it's an advantage to without a fight and horses like that over a gold trip. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're going to have we're going to have yeah. an, a solid week of of nice, you know, Melbourne proper springtime weather um, with with minimal if if any rain at all, and then the Cup day itself will be quite warm. So you might see yeah. some of these Europeans get a bit sweaty in the yard, but for some of them that can be quite normal. Yeah, I might just pick your brain on a few other horses during this carnival. Um, alcohol freeze interesting. Gay Waterhouse indicating that she's on the quick backup from the invitation and she'll arrive here on Saturday for the Empire Rose. She's at $10 with Bet365. Geez, at her best, and I know we've said this a few times with her, that at her best she'll just win. But 1,600 metres Flemington, I think this is the perfect setup for her to be, well, win a race in Australia. Yeah, I, I was vehemently against her over sprint trips i thought the wheels would just yeah. spin and she'd need to be targeted at a mile to 2000 at best i think she, 2000 meters in australia suits her um has always gone okay in in or better in straight track races than than around a bend and i think getting to a track like flemington definitely suits i think you're you're, you're onto something there and the run at Ramwick the other day was was much improved on anything she's yeah. put, in, put in Australia so far. If you look at her run back in April, she was travelling for a long, long, long way at Ramwick and then just sort of, just once she got clear air, it just sort of, the wheels fell off and I think um, Flemington's definitely her track. Dry track should suit, but I think she actually wants it bottomless based on her run at, at Ascot over, over a mile, but she won't get that, but a nice spongy open galloping track like Flemington will, will suit. Champion Stakes is an interesting one. West Wind Blows is the favourite at 325, back in trip from the Caulfield Cup. Alligator Blood Gay indicated that she would prefer to go to the Champion Stakes and the Champion Smile, so that was interesting. He's at $6. Prowess at 650 Joaz at $8, coming off that Cox Plate effort. Fangirl, she'll go to the Mile if she races. Saki at $9 will go to the Champion Stakes. They're going to put the blinkers on Victoria Road. They just don't think he was switched on enough and probably... He probably put up the white flag a little bit too early in a Cox Plate. So they'll make sure that he keeps his mind on the job with the blinkers on and a champion stakes at $17 or 15 and Buckaroo at 17 What do you like in the champion stakes? Are you with West Wind Blows or do you think maybe like a Buckaroo or Victoria Road could improve off their Cox Plate efforts? That's that's going to be a brutal on-pace gallop, galloping race, yeah. that, that champion stakes with, with Zaki, Alligator Blood, um, if they go forward and they t are they are they not going to the mile with with Victoria Road? I, I thought that was still an option for them. Um, yeah, they could go. The, they, they might go. He's a Breeders' yeah, Cup mile winner. Um, yeah, and I apologise. No, no, they could. You could go. I think he's entered in both, so he could go both. But that that'll be a really tough on pace race. 
Um, and West Wind Blows will be suited to that slipping down in, in trip. And I think the way he fought out the finish in uh, the Caulfield Cup, you know, at, at weight for age, you've got you've got to think he's a bet for sure. Um, most of his rivals will surely want to duck out of his way and stick to the mile. Um, I think I think he's he'll be 100 percent, 110 percent fit. He'll be there. He'll put himself in the race no matter what happens. He's already shown he likes Flemington. And uh, I think they can come away with a nice uh, Group 1 compensation check. And then we've got, of course, the Golden Eagle on Saturday as well. And um, I'm just having a look at the market here. They might have taken it down because we've got the Barry draw coming up. Um, there was a few internationals in that race as well. Did you have an opinion on those? There's a Japanese galloper that's name's really hard to pronounce if you if you can't read it. Um, and Chris Waller had his import engaged there as well. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a tricky tricky race. Um, I, I, I I'd been a fan of Amelia's Jewel actually for 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 quite a while for the um the cox plate and when she didn't go there i was a bit bit disappointed with with how her, yeah. her, her prep had sort of un, unfolded and it's like last year i was keen on a horse called uh well well um who ended up getting split in half during the run and just a just a messy 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 race it's not it's not a race that i'm overly keen um to get involved in but i think attrition might be able to run a bit of a race um, but if Amelia's jewel comes there fully fit and firing, she's got to be the one to beat, doesn't she? Yeah, I think so. And there's been a bit of a virus, I think, going around Flemington. She might have caught that, I reckon, before the Turak. And that's a concern in itself as she did catch that virus. And I know she's worked really nicely, the Sydney wave going here at Flemington. But um, it could be a good smash and grab job for Legado. Um, yeah. I, I think she's, she's top class um, and probably better suited to the the uh the sydney way of racing than than melbourne as well yeah age of kings is that what do you make of him he was a former coolmore galloper he'll be going around for chris waller in the golden eagle it's really really weak race the one at royal ascot or, yeah. or ran second in royal ascot um i'm i'd be taking on that form you know if, if, yeah. if the victoria road form isn't stacking up and victoria road obliterated him in track work back home in ireland so um yeah, I'd I'd be taking him on. He's he's not the type of horse I think that likes a bend. I think he wants a long, straight, um, stiff test to suit him. Yeah, and the Japanese horse that I'm talking about here, that he's got some pretty handy group form in Japan, and that is Oban. I think it's Oban Buramai. Um, so. It'll be interesting to see how he measures up here. And you've got to respect the Japanese, but he was placed behind Champagne Gala. I mean, yeah, Champagne Galore in a, in a Group 1 mile cup there in Tokyo back in the 7th of May. You would imagine this Group 1 type of form from Japan would be good enough for a race like this, wouldn't it? Yeah, Bamburamai, I think you're right with the pronunciation there. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, I just think these Japanese horses, they just want a 110% flat to the floor gallop to bring out their best. And uh, it's probably not going to get that here. It, it looks like it'll be a bit more of a, a rack and stack kind of affair. So unless they, they go along and, and do their own thing out in front, um, 
I couldn't have him on top, but right, I would much much prefer that setup having him fresh straight off the plane than the likes of, of what the breakup yeah. setup is. So Victoria Road, there you go, Champion Stakes blinkers on. So one, definitely yeah, heading the one. The yep. one I did forget to, forget to mention actually, New Endeavour. Um, okay. New Endeavour was the one uh, I thought could could run a as an import could run a decent race for for Gay and Adrian. Um, so they sort of bought him and picked him out for this. Perfect distance, distance range. Um, I just think needs needs a bit of cover in the run. It was, it was drawn the car park in its first Australian start, I think, and yep. um, and was given none. So I think I think that's the forgotten horse. In the eagle. In the yep. eagle, yep. All right, mate. We love your work. We'll catch up with you as we get closer to Melbourne Cup Day and, and Derby Day. A lot of fun catching up with you. You're a superstar here for us on SCN, mate. We wish you the best of luck. With Vorban especially, you're you're a genius. <laughs> Any given Thursday, Thursday night, SEN track, 10 p.m. We'll be there, mate. I'll be listening.